eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Greetings, loyal listeners. You are listening to The Blowhole on Finsider Radio. Uh, this evening, you're joined by a COVID-stricken James Radio and my ever-trusty host, Robcast. Um, not feeling good. Not not feeling very good about the way that game turned out. I know, uh, just in speaking with you, that you're a little bit happier about it than I was. Um, but I guess if you're going to lose one, this is one of the ones that we could afford to lose, being that it was... Uh, an NFC opponent, so hopefully it won't hurt us as much when it comes to playoff seating down the line. Let's um, let's not but, say uh, I was, was happy. Not about a fun, it. not a fun way to lose. I was definitely not happy about it, but I came away. I I said to you uh, before we started recording, the last week's game against the Texans, uh, I was actually was the least confident and weirdly like queasy feeling of after a dominating blowout win because of the, you know, because of the, when Armstead went out and two are getting sacked and the offense, you know, taking the foot off the gas, I, you know, it was all of a sudden like, Oh, ew, gave me a bad feeling. This is like the most positive I felt after a loss in a while, because I feel like play them 10 times. I feel like we could beat them seven out of 10 times like 
guys were open. Yes, Tua was Tua missed some throws, but I don't think that's I don't think that's the Tua we're going to get very often. Um, you know, some people were were like, "Oh, see, if you hit him, all you have to do is hit him, and you can you know, and, and he gets rattled." I'm like. Yeah, that's how you beat Tom effing Brady, the second best quarterback ever to play after Dan Marino, of course. Like that rattle, you know, guys get rattled. <laughs> you try taking, you know, getting hit. It it can affect some people. I don't think it that you know that doesn't make him a bad quarterback. And I think he can. Uh, I think he's going to bounce back. Uh, as you'll see, I think he's going to destroy the Chargers. Well, he is coming off maybe like the probably the best run of Miami Dolphin quarterbacking that we've seen in, I, I, I mean, I don't since, know how long it's since, since, since Marino for sure. But I mean, not even like, not even like late Marino. Like we're talking no, like, we're talking like prime, year, year like two. prime Marino. Yeah. yeah. So this was the thing. And everybody was like, you can't expect him to be Mahomes. Like you can't expect him to be this. And I was like, well, I guess not. But I mean, but that's what we want, right? Like we want to be considered, like we want him to be considered in these, you know, the MVP talks, like we want him to be considered, you know, a top five quarterback. Like he, he can't have a lot of games like this. Like they're entitled to, to have off games. And that's what I saw. That's what it looked like to me right from the get after the, I mean, after the 70 throw, the, the first pass was beautiful. That was the, the, like, the game could not have started off in a better way. Um, but after that, like the, 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 ensuing drives we could have put that game away you know jimmy get garoppolo gets hurt on the very you know the very first series hate to see that by the way like just you know that's that's yeah yeah sucks. we never want to we're never we're very I, just in general like the whole game in general was just so much different than what i was thinking you just you know you have these two teams that are both on you know both very good teams very well coached teams you know solid offenses um, you know, one incredible defense, one good defense. Um, and it just, you know, the game, it just didn't really play out that way. Right. Like Garoppolo gets hurt, you know, Purdy comes in, but we had a chance in that first half, like, you know, just to, to steal the momentum, like you're up seven, nothing right away. You know, you get the ball back to his, and he just, he even said it after the game, you know, he's, he just was missing throws. Like he was, there were guys that were open. Waddle was wide open quite often in the first half from what I saw. And he just, he was just not making the throws that we were used to seeing him making. Now, like I said, he's entitled to that. Like every, like not everybody is going to be Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes every week, including Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. But you know, it was just, it was just disappointing. Like I was very excited for the game and it just, it just was, you know, kind of a dud on offense and, you know, and even watching our defense play their offense, which I was excited about, you know, Brock Purdy comes in and it's just check down after check down after check down. And we're not really making any stops or getting any big stops. You know, we did in the second half when there were the turnovers and holding them to three and not letting them score. But I mean, we shouldn't have been losing. Like, you know what I mean? We shouldn't have let them letting them go down the field to go up 17 to 10 at halftime. Like, that's just those are things it just shouldn't have happened that way. Like it just shouldn't have been that way. It was just disappointing for me as a fan. But as I mentioned, there it's an NFC team. It's one of the best teams in the NFL. If you're going to lose a game like this one's, you know, this could be a learning experience, trying to find the silver linings and the optimist in me, you know, feels like this is something that this can be a learning experience for them. A lot of young teams go through these things like where they, you know, they go on the road against an experienced team and, you know, they, they don't play as well as they should. And then they, they bounce back. Like I've, you've see, you've, you see it happen 
quite often. Um, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but it, it does happen. And then they can use this as a, as a learning experience and they, they get an opportunity. They have a lot of opportunities to bounce back and show that they do belong. And I, I'm really looking forward to see how they respond. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, with as bad as, as, you know, as the offense was looking at, at spurts, you know, we still, I can't remember if it was the four, it, it was for the fourth quarter. We had the ball down six and yeah. we're marching now. Granted, we had we had to convert a fourth down on our own, like eighteen yard line or something crazy that right. scared the heck out of me. The second one was one probably everyone would go for that we didn't get. But I actually felt like you know we could score here. You know, you score there, take the lead. That game was in our hands, like you said, which is why it's disappointing. But it also you know it makes I'm looking for the positives. It's a learning experience. The team fought back, never gave up this defense. I think we've said this, we've said this for years, the, this defense can be a good defense. They're better when we're ahead, but they can't be out there for four, 35, 40, 45 minutes a game in time. Yeah. over seven on third down is, is not our offense. Over, and- like you said, over seven on third down meant our defense was out there too much when we really needed them. Those two picks holding them, two picks in field goal range. They were already there holding them in field goal range to six points, kept that game, you know, in play. I guess it kept it to a two possession game. The, we had the Hill bomb that brought us back to within six and like it was close. We played terrible and almost could have won that game. So I still feel pretty, I'm, I hate the outcome, but I feel pretty good about the team. Yeah, four sacks from the defense. Um, X got his first pick of the season. I thought X played a very good game. Um, Christian Wilkins was a monster. I think he had 12 tackles, um, which from a defensive tackle standpoint is just ludicrous. He's been, (laughs) I mean, his ratings and the way he's played this year, he's been... I mean, I'm not going to say he's as good as Aaron Donald, but he's like that's the level of football he is he is playing at right now. He is wrecking teams running games. Right and just, now, paying you know, paying him and Sealer is, is really the top priorities to me, which is crazy because we're like we're an offensive team, right? But like those two guys are so good that like I want them paid. Um, Gesick, ten yeah. million for Gesicki. I don't think I don't think we can need to be doing that anymore. I think at this point we know what's happening with Gesicki. <laughs> like he's he's just completely, he'll get he'll sign uh, he's, somewhere does else. Does not fit on this fine. team for whatever yeah. reason. I I just don't I don't get it. Like I mean I feel like he could fit. Like he's actually been more than willing and at times looks like an actual like like an actual decent blocker. But they're just. Uh, I, I don't know. They just don't. He, I guess they just don't see him on this team, or they don't see him fitting on this team. I'm just. It's. I mean, he's out there, but he's not. You know, in red zone, he gets his looks in the red zone when it's necessary. I mean, we go to him on fourth down. Like he, he, we know he's there and he can catch. He's used in big spots, but, but the volume is is non-existent. It is. <clears throat> I I. It's weird because, it took us like halfway through the season just to have a reliable number three option. In Sherfield, like if if like Sherfield and Wilson and Ezekama were out there crushing it, I'd be like, fine. But the fact that you could actually line him up as your third wide receiver and he'd arguably would be your best third wide receiver is what yeah. makes it weird. Like like put Smythe, keep Smythe and Long out there as your two tight end sets and put Kasiki out wide. You could you could actually do it. 
Um, so yeah, I, that's the, the yeah, and that's what I've kind of been thinking in my head is I'm like I'm like this guy he and River Craycraft are are similar in size basically, you know, and you know that the, they're not they don't use him in the same. It's just it's interesting to me. It's just it's he looks a little but, bigger than River. Yeah, a little bit, but I mean it's either way it's um you know it it is what it is he clearly is not uh in the, the plans for this offense but um other things on offense that i liked and i don't think a lot of people have been talking about uh the offensive line played extremely well with no armstead and, and no austin jackson i've been saying it for weeks on this podcast that shell is a better right tackle at least austin jackson hasn't been healthy so give him he hasn't been healthy all year so i'll give him that um but brandon shell is a fine right tackle he seems he grades out very very high every week he had another solid performance against the number one ranked defense in the nfl and greg little played left tackle and he was also extremely highly rated he didn't give up a sack um he was i don't think he had any penalties called on him he was he had a very good game so little had his struggles when they were trying to play him on the right side this year earlier on on in the season but at left tackle he seems to to hold his own just fine um, and then Brandon Shell played very, very well. So the offensive line played well. Tyree Kill, once again, just a just a monster. Great game. Nine catches, 147 yards and a touchdown, including the deep uh, the deep bomb where he was once again, just, you know, they just <laughs> no, no answer for that. No answer for that on that one. So um, uh, good to see there. Uh, Waddle was, um, you know, was injured. So, you know, he had a very not productive game but he was also in the first half before he was hurt um he was you know, he was running wide open a lot and yeah. he's just not you know just being missed so that that was that was sad to see that was unfortunate i will say for the offensive line i agree with everything you said but it was a weird game that we barely would we run the ball eight times so you also would like i didn't to like see that either how, you yeah would like it was to like see they, how they, they just would... got so you would, McDaniel just seemed like so frustrated by what was happening. I think he just was like, was trying to get to it to, you know, to, to hit the throws that we'd been used to seeing. And they just, it would have been nice to see them maybe switch it up a little bit. And, but it, it was very clear. The game plan was to, uh, was to throw. I mean, it, the guys were open. Like it was, well, a, I don't mind the throwing, but like, you, well, obviously we had the one run that was called back, but that was like a ticky tack call that it definitely wasn't the reason the run worked so it's like i think it could have you know i think it could have worked and maybe could have helped open things up more or something but the one thing i'll say um which i you know i've heard you probably you know if you're crazy dolphin fans like we are you've probably been listening to other podcasts or something but one thing the niners did to us differently is they that nobody has pressed the wide receivers because they're all afraid of getting burned by the two of the probably four fastest guys in the league. Yeah. So it makes sense. The Niners actually did that. They actually pressed a little bit, and the guy still got open, but that affects the timing. And I mean, it's actually good that it happened now because maybe it's something that they can work on and and practice and be able to deal with the timing when guys, you know, have to, you know, maybe watching the – seeing where the guy, you know, to it throws. We've been watching this all year. The anticipation. He's throwing balls before guys even make their break because the offense is so cleanly run, they know where to be. I think between the, the because the 49ers are familiar with this system, that I think they were able to disrupt that a little bit. So either they weren't allowing 
receivers to get to that spot, or they were altering looks, so maybe the receiver and Tua didn't always agree on where that spot should be uh, on the reads. I think that definitely, but the timing of those routes was affected by the defense. Not 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 take trying to take the blame like saying to it's not you know he had a good game he he missed a lot of throws but i think that helped that you know that was a factor in it and i think it starts snowballing now all of a sudden you're like when you start missing you know He's, he was pressing he was pressing yeah. exactly so I would counter that by saying like, you're right. Like, I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. They, they definitely were doing something a little bit dif- different on defense than what we were used to seeing in terms of the, the press coverage. But the throws were there. I mean, the two touchdowns we got were huge plays based off of them playing tight coverage. And we just ran away from them. Right. Like you had the, you know, the slant at the beginning and then the Tyree kill is going to, you know, he's going to win that. That, that, that is that he's, right. you can't cover him like that. Like, so, so the, and the throws were there and they were there all afternoon. I mean, the wheel route to Wilson was another one that he just, that was six points that he just blew, you know, but it was just also missed like on the throw. Six, like we're so used to him hitting guys perfectly. Right. That throw was barely overthrown. You know what I mean? It was like, I mean, that's, that happens. It's just, we're just not used to it. And, and the yeah. fact that the, the, we're happening in spots where we're like, oh my God, that could have been a, a touchdown or a giant game. Like that could have turned the game. It hurts, but it's not like it. It happens. There, there were a few of them. But it wasn't just that one. No, I mean, no, there, there was were, another one to yeah. Waddle. There were a few to Waddle in the first half that were just, you know, that were just off. Um, there was another play in the running game. Uh, I don't know if you caught this one. It was like a, I think it was a sweep to Mostert, and it just it looked like he had the corner, and for whatever reason, he cut. You know, normally, he's so good at that, at like you know, his vision and like figuring out when and where to cut. But he, he ended up cutting way too soon, I thought, because if he would have got around the edge, he was gone. And, you know, he, he didn't get any yards on the play. But it looked like it could have been a huge gain for them in the run game. And he It's just hard was, for me you know, to remember could... which run among all the runs. There weren't very many runs. So <laughs> it was in the first half. Um, Tyreek Hill definitely missed a block. Like, I think that was one of the oh, things, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, that, no, I remember like, that. That was, yeah, the block was missed. And then, and that play was, but had he up. gone outside, like, had he kept running to the outside, like the outside was open. Like, that's why I was surprised. I mean, I get it. Like if Hill's supposed to make that block and then there's a lane there and he gets like eight or nine, but had he gone all the way to the outside, it looked like it was a 50 yard touchdown to me, given his speed and, and how fast he is. Um, but either way, you know, these are all just a lot of missed opportunities is what I'm trying to say on the offensive side of the ball. And the defense, while they did not play bad by any stretch of the imagination, um, you know, they, they played very, very well. Um, they could have stepped up and talk- won that game they for could, us. They could have made didn't. some more plays. I, yeah. think, I mean, like if, if we're if we were if they're truly like an elite defense, like that we sometimes they're capable of being. They haven't been a lot this year. This game reminded me a lot of the Pittsburgh game where the offense was just kind of off. Timing was off. That team, Pittsburgh's a team that plays a lot of tight bump and, bump and run coverage as well, and there were a lot of throws that were open in that game that Tua missed also. Um, but the defense did win that game for us, right? Like, they stood up. They, you know, they stopped that offense. Um, to you know, be they, fair, they got that's, some turnovers. A, that's an easy, a lot easier ask. Uh, to be to stop that Pittsburgh well, offense than this than the the Niners one. Agree, even with Brock Purdy as the quarterback of this 49er team. This I, I would that I would agree the, with that statement. You're the, at home also. The 49ers like, I mean, the 49er offense is the most quarterback friendly offense there is. It's made for you know Right. Well, we run it too. That. Or well we're doing it a little differently, but yeah, it's obviously very similar. It's obviously yeah. similar. Um 
So, yeah, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Um, but have another big game on Sunday. Um, leading up into, we did want to mention uh, the signing of Eric Fisher. We talked about that as well. So Eric Fisher, um, former number one uh, draft pick overall in 2013, left tackle, um, played for the Kansas City Chiefs, won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, he is an excellent offensive lineman. I was very, very excited by this. I think people see these in these late season signings and something like this. I'm like, Oh, the, the guy's washed up. Like he's got to be hurt. He hasn't signed. So he actually, he played for the Colts last year. He played out of, you know, he, he signed with the Colts um, in the off season last year, started 15 games for them, uh, graded out very, very high. In fact, he would have been, I believe out, had he been on the dolphins, his, his PFF score would have been the, the highest offensive lineman that we had on the team last year. Had he been on our team, he was playing right tackle. He's traditionally a left tackle. Um, he is not injured. Um, he's still, you know, more than capable of playing football. He's just been, you know, keeping himself in shape and waiting to sign with a contender. So, um, this is a, this is a big deal for us. I think this is a player that can step in and contribute. I was saying to you, I could see him playing on the left side a lot and kind of spelling Armstead. So we're not as reliant on Armstead. Um, but I, I was very, very happy by this signing. I think it gives us a lot and he can't play on the right side if we need him. But like I mentioned, Shell's been pretty, pretty good over there. So, um, I, I love, love the signing, love, love to, to get a guy like Eric Fisher in the building. He's a very good offensive tackle. Um, pairing him with Armstead at the same time would be great. Or just having him spell Armstead sometimes to make sure that Armstead's healthy going into the playoffs. I'm fine either it's, way. Just a, depth, a really solid signing. It's depth that we definitely need. I am not, I am not as convinced that he's still at that top of his game. If he was that good, somebody of, would have. Of course, somebody yeah. would have. I'm backed not saying up, he's like the best in the league, if he, but. but somebody would have backed up the the Brinks truck to him, and he'd been like, "All right, I'll play the whole year." You know what I mean? Like if he was still, if he was at arms, you know, the same level as Tehran, somebody would have made him an offer, and he would have said, "Yes, I'll, I'll be playing now." So it's great depth. You know, we need it. I don't know, you know, I'm I'm I don't know if he'll be playing at the levels he was, you know, 3 or 4 years ago, but even if he just plays like he did last year, uh that'd be that'd be amazing as you mentioned his scores. So I'm just I'm just dampening it. Part of it also bit. is you know, you're not asking him to play 17 games, right. right? Now you're asking him to play 5. Right? 5 and then a and a playoff run. So, um you know, I I I think you can see some some pretty high level football from him still um you know given that he's not Heck, if that we could old. take shell and little and plug them in and they could look like this yeah he, there's a chance we could pl there's a chance he can maybe look like his old self yeah just but either way that was that was a good signing so we're going into uh into los angeles uh for sunday it was flexed to uh to sunday night game so um, we are, uh, let's take a break and when we come back, we'll, we'll preview the, uh, the Sunday night football game in Los Angeles. So please stay tuned. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down, we break down who will be cutting, cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. 
It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we're back. Um, as I mentioned before the break, we are playing the Sunday night football game. We were flexed into it. I believe the original game was Danger Russ and the... Denver Broncos playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, that was slated to be the game, and then uh, we're they they decided this was a better game. So, I guess they could have had the Bills and Jets as well. Although that's a ten point spread, which was uh, pretty interesting. I think I, I do. We'll get into that when we get to pick them. But um, I'm excited to see us play in, in prime time again. I'm I'm happy that uh, that we're getting you know the the kind of recognition that that I think we deserve. And if you have to play on the road second time, nothing like playing in Los Angeles where there'll be more Dolphin fans than Charger fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it will feel like um, a home game. Yeah. One thing I don't like is we were flexed into the, the Saturday night game for Buffalo. So now we're going to have to fly across the country. You had mentioned this as well when we were talking off air. We're going to have to fly across country, back to Florida, and then have a short week going up to Buffalo after playing, you know, the late game on. Yeah, we on, literally uh, got bumped, we got bumped to Sunday night, so now we're flying back, you know, Monday morning instead of Sunday night, I guess. Or do they fly back overnight? I don't even know what they do. And then now you're playing a whole day early, so it does kind of it does kind of screw us over a little bit. Um, on the more important note is I had a gig that night and was pretty mad that I was going to miss <laughs> the game, but the gig got re got rescheduled. So uh, I'll be able to watch the game live. So that's pretty good. Well, that is good. There you go. That's, that's, that's good news. Um, the chargers have been bitten by the injury bug. I think worse than a lot of teams this year. Um, they lost their starting left tackle. Who's one of the best left tackles in the league. Their offensive line is kind of in shambles. I don't know if anybody else has been hurt on that line, but when you lose your you lose an all pro left tackle like that, um, that's going to be a problem. Uh, defense, their Bosa is not playing. Uh, he's he's out for Sunday night. Uh, they do still have Khalil Mack, um, but their secondary it just seems like they they have a lot of talent on that defense, but they are kind of banged up and they're just uh, they've been giving up a lot of points. Um, and then back to the offensive side of the ball, I forgot to talk about their excellent wide receivers that are both injured as well. So Keenan Allen played last week. Uh, Mike Williams did not. I believe mike williams is not going to play on sunday night i don't know no Seems he was a full participant today so he's uh, oh williams yeah. was okay mike williams was a was a he was a partial practice yesterday full participant today today's thursday we're recording this thursday night uh during the game by the way the silver silver on silver the silver numbers on the white jersey the raiders are wearing i like that look it actually looks really that's actually pretty cool i like the silver numbers on the white jersey Nice. That's that's happening right now. Yeah, it's happening right now. Um, but but yeah. so, yeah, so I think Mike Williams will play. I don't know if, you know, he actually came back from this injury and got knocked out of the game already. So I don't know how much he'll be playing, um, you know, if they'll have him on a snap count. But that does make a big difference having both of those guys. They played a lot of the year without either of them. I think they played like 43 snaps together so far. So that's been a big reason why uh, Herbert and the Chargers have been a big old bust. And 
Awesome. As bad as they've been, they're they're still in the hunt. They're still what six and five, I think. They're six and six. Six and um, six. Austin, yeah, they lost to the Raiders oh, last right. week uh, in Vegas. Austin Eckler is a is a fantastic running back. He continues to put up big big numbers for them. Um, sim- very similar to what we saw with Christian McCaffrey. I think we'll probably see a similar type of usage from from him. Um, I think it's a game. It's it's a huge game for us to to try and bounce back from. You know, or you know, it's a it's kind of like a get right game for us. I think it's a game. I think we should absolutely win. Um, I'm a little nervous about it just because I feel like we did lose some momentum uh, in in the San Francisco game. But we are favored by three points. I think two is going to come back and play very very well. I don't think he will have the uh, the turnover issues that we had. I think we'll try and establish the run game a little bit, and I think the defense. Uh, we'll play well and uh, and force a couple turnovers as well. Um, I think we will win. I think we will push. I think the final score will be Dolphins 24, Chargers 21. You crazy. <laughs> okay. Maybe. No, that's all, that's all probably right. But the Roptimist is growing in my head, uh, trying to push away the gloomy feelings from the loss. Everything, the Niners are built very well to defend our offense of any team can and it's been pretty undefendable non-defendable unrefundable all season the chargers are completely built to not stop us they are weakest with throws over the middle like all their worst they're like one of the worst against play action all the things we do and we do well are the things they suck at this is a defense we are made to destroy. Prime time, I really think Mike McDaniel's going to want to uh, to shine in prime time against a defense he should be able to shine against. I think they are going to pull. I think they're they are going to keep their foot on the gas. I'm saying we're scoring 38 points this week. Oh, wow, and I think. And the, their offensive line is terrible, and I think if we get the lead, that Chubb and Phillips and Wilkins, uh, they're going to be getting after Herbert. He will make his crazy good throws as he does, and then he'll make his boneheaded throws as he does. Um, they'll put up points, but uh, you think they'll score 21? I think they're going to score 20 because they'll probably have to go for two at some point because uh, they'll be down by so much. 38-20. I really think this is a, this is the statement game. It's it's national TV and it's built as a team that we can do that we can excel against. Well, I hope you are right. Um I I wouldn't be shocked if that's what happens. I mean, one of the other things too that we didn't really talk about um and I like to mention a lot, I, the, the Chargers have I believe one of the worst coaches in the NFL. Staley, like, there's there's no reason for that team to be six and six. Isn't like, the, with the isn't Nate Hackett a wonder? You now you have to say one of instead of just saying the worst. They're but Nate Hackett's <laughs> probably the worst. But, I know, but, but before Nate Hackett, you get to say he, that Staley's the worst coach. Now you actually have to say one of. <laughs> this is true, and that's what I'm saying. We went from and and Kyle Shanahan is a very very good coach. So you're going from playing a team that's ex- exceptionally coached to a team that is, is not very well coached. So, um, that is one thing that, that gives me confidence. Um, I just, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm predicting they win. I, I hope they do. Um, 
and 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 we'll see. But let's take a look at some of the props. There were some interesting props from this game. So we'll take a stroll over to the degenerate side of things where uh, I actually did very, very well on my prop bets last week. Be <laughs> Jimmy G getting hurt really helped out with my Jimmy G under passing yards. So um, that's one positive that came from that. That did help you out. Uh, we actually shared, we both, it was like the first time we saw Sherfield have it being on the, on the board and he had his over was 22 and a half. We both jumped on it and his, First play he, of the game. First play of the game, and for his only catch, but he, yep. but he tripled it, so go for it. Uh, so that worked out well. We both liked two Tua overs. You liked Tua's over yardage, 272. He was 295. I liked Tua's over one and a half touchdowns. He had the two. Um, and then I missed. I thought the Kittle would go over 41 and a half because we've been bad against the tight end. Uh Maybe if Jimmy G would have looked for him more, who knows? Uh, he only had 22, so I missed that one. Um, he hurt us enough with uh, with that one, had a big catch on third down. Um, so I kind of counted as half a win. So looking at the screen, um, it looks like I've hit all three of my props the last two weeks in a row. Oh, the last three weeks in a row. Wow. Yes. And yeah, that is, well, I've been, yeah, yeah. yeah, you've been crushing it. I'm pretty good at these props. So I'm I'm perfect my last three weeks on the prop bets. Um, I don't want to jinx myself, so I'm going to knock on some wood. Um, there were some interesting ones that I saw in this week's. Um, the first one that jumped out to me was uh, Justin Herbert interceptions. They had it at 0.5. Um, I think he's going to throw at least one interception. I, I talked about that in my preview. So um, I'm going to take the over on Justin Herbert interceptions. I think he's going to I think we're going to get at least one. Um the other one that came out was the, uh, the Eckler receiving yards. They had them at, uh, so Austin Eckler, as I mentioned, very, very similar to, uh, maybe not not as good as Christian McCaffrey, but he's a similar type of running back, um, and he's very, very talented. They had his receiving yards at 44 and a half. Uh, I'm going to go over. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of dump-offs and check-downs and using him in the passing game, especially seeing the success that the 49ers had last week. I think they'll try and exploit that a little bit as well, so I think he's going to have over 44 and a half receiving yards. And uh, the bet makers or the, the guys in Vegas went back down on two his touchdown passes. He's down to one and a half again. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I know that he was at one and a half last week as well. So I stayed away from it last week. I was a little nervous, but I'm going to take the over here. I think he gets at least two um, on Sunday night. Well, I did predict them for 38 points. So, yeah, I'm taking two over <laughs> one and a half touchdowns. I think he's he's going to be good for at least three um the other i'm going the other one i'm going to take and this one's again i'm sticking to my i think they're going to go out and really shine and this one i'm taking two under interceptions his is also at, at a half so you have herbert at over a half i have two at under and a half so obviously he can't throw an interception for me to win this i don't think he will um, I think he'll get back to the way he was playing before the San Francisco. And this one, this is I've been kind of hitting two out of three, like, consistently. So this is what I'm hoping is that third. I want to lose this, but Gusecki's <laughs> yardage total, uh, receiving total, was at 19 and a half. He goosed the last two weeks, I think. He's 
hasn't had more than one catch. I can't think in, in four or five weeks. Like he's being he's he's not a part of the offense. So I'm taking the under nineteen and a half just because that's what the trend says. I'd love for him to get you know get a big touch, get a touchdown, do something, do his stupid dance. Um, yeah, I'd like he's talented. I'd like to see him be used, but I'm taking the under because I, I haven't seen it. Fair enough. All right. Um, yeah, let's uh, – I hope I keep my, my string alive here of uh, perfect perfect betting on the uh, the prop bets. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, anything else you want to talk about in the Chargers game? I, the injury report, uh, Hill showed up today uh, with an illness. Waddle has been limited this week. You know, it's – Armstead it's, is not practicing. It's funny, you sitting there with COVID, like the, there, there are multiple teams with multiple people – being out i had go i had it three weeks ago like and i think the regular flu is going around like but there 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 are many teams right now dealing with illness so i'm guessing i'm guessing it's go you know there's probably covid because you don't have to say it like you did during during uh 2020 or you know like when there was like a protocol or something so i mean it's going around guys are getting sick hopefully it doesn't hit a lot of guys hopefully hill is fine by sunday um because uh, we need him, but yes, getting back to Waddle had the ankle injury. He was did was he limited today, or did yeah, he, not he was practice? limited practice today. And was well, two, actually, I didn't see today. I thought was I saw Wednesdays. Tua uh, was actually have, they didn't have Thursday's today. practice up yet. Oh, and now it's up. So, okay, so Armstead actually was limited today on Thursday. Oh, uh, Waddle was a full participant. Okay, okay. Uh, Cray uh, Craycraft is limited. Hill did not practice because of the illness. Kohu had a thumb injury, but two full practices. Um, yeah, Waddle was a full practice. Tua was limited with that ankle, which I don't think is going to be an issue. Smythe, Eric Rowe, uh, limited. Raekwon was limited yesterday. He's a full participant, so that's good. Um, Tehran being limited is nice. I think he will play. Yeah, I, th- I think he will. I think you're going to see Eric Fisher play as well. I think you're probably going to see them share snaps at left tackle, I would imagine. Um, and it's nice to have that kind of guy to come in and, and take those snaps. So, Well, when we're up 38 um, to, to 12, then they could put him in. Uh, he can go in there for <laughs> Skyler. We shall see. We shall see, my friends. Okay. Um, why don't we hop over to pick them? Um, there's a couple games uh, this week that uh, I think we can – Agree to disagree on. Um, why don't you go ahead and recap what happened in week 13? Uh, well, I was right. I thought there was no way the Ravens could get to eight and a half points, let alone eight and a half more points than the Broncos. And that was. Well, I didn't know Lamar was going to get hurt. <laughs> Even so, he, they, I mean, he was in that for most of that game. Um, that, either way, the eight and a half was too much, but that's just how they've been playing. That's my. I'm only making a big deal of it because I. That was the only game I got right. Uh, Chiefs did not. They they were favored and lost to the Bengals. I have to give it to you, man. I know your uh, second favorite quarterback in the league is Joe Burrow, and man, he's. Been I playing loved Burrow good. in that draft. I was on. I know you did. You can go back and listen to the old podcast. I definitely wanted Burrow uh, in that draft for sure. The <laughs> the, the only. Uh, it's too bad he's like old enough to be to his father. Isn't he like 28 already? <laughs> He's not that old. I think he's I think he's 26. 
That's uh, oh, well, I know, but he's like two or three years old. He's like older, right? Two is twenty three. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the the Pats, I kind of was hoping. Well, I don't know what I was thinking. I thought maybe they keep it close because the Bills. Really, we just needed a third game to disagree on. Took the Pats. I was wrong. Um, they played. The, that was when they lost badly to the Bills last Thursday. It was fun watching them lose. It is, really although fun. you know, it's... I would have rather them win that game, but just just because we'd still be uh, we'd still be yeah, tied. Yeah, I got you. No, it's we need just to... it's fun watching Mac Jones yeah. implode and and how terrible they Speaking look. Speaking of of bad divisional teams or you know bottom two divisional teams playing the Bills, we have the the Jets are going to Buffalo, getting ten points after they just beat Buffalo, what two three weeks ago. Yeah. And they beat them I, with Zach like Wilson, Buffalo. the worst I mean, quarterback in the league. <laughs> so Mike White is clearly better than, than Zach Wilson. I watched yes. the uh, the Vikings-Jets game on Sunday. Um, the the Vikings White's should have good. blown them out of the water. Um, but Mike White, to to his credit, um, they were way down in the second half, and they just they had to, to throw the ball a lot, and he, he made some pretty decent throws. Uh, and their defense made some plays in the second half and kept them in it. And they had a they had a very real shot at winning that game. I believe them going into Buffalo is going to be uh, kind of a wake up call. And I think the Bills just hammer them on Sunday. Unfortunately, I think the Bills. Or fortunately, I hate the Jets, so I don't really care. I would like to see them get hammered. I, I think I think ten is just too much for how these te- for how the teams are playing. So I'll take the Jets here. I don't I don't feel super strong. I just think they can keep it within ten. The Bills offense doesn't look right it you know maybe they'll snap out of it they i think they had a similar stretch in the middle of the year last year hopefully they don't i'd like to see uh a more mortal allen than the uh than like mvp caliber allen but we'll see um the uh i did i think i was listening to the one of the like the one of the ringer nfl shows and they had a, a great point about like the mike white zach wilson it's kind of similar to like geno smith Russell Wilson like Russell Wilson is more talent is more physically talented as a quarterback than Geno Smith but Geno Smith runs the offense the way it's supposed to be run Zach Wilson is more gifted arm talent and all the things bodily you would want in a quarterback than Mike White but Mike White runs the offense he goes in and he takes what you're supposed to do Zach and that's Wilson what is, is terrible no like he can't even he can't hit checkdowns like but that's even mental. when he does the things that he's supposed to do like where you take the check down he airmails it like five yards over the guy's head like I don't care how strong his arm is like he it's it, he's terrible fundamentally like he's just garbage and I'm so sad that his era is ending so soon. It's not fair. I, it's not fair. I have to, t- I have to uh, refer you to a quote by Robert Sala. You will, Zach Wilson will play again this year. That is what he I said. I do not, not, it, not when Mike White is throwing for 400 yards and five touchdowns a game. Well, but Mike, but, uh, Mike White's going to, you know, this might be the week he, he comes. I think it was. Buffalo oh, I believe he definitely comes down to earth this week, but I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't see how you put Zach Wilson back in that. Uh, I mean, unless they like completely tank the next three weeks, like there's no way he's getting back in there or they have the division sewn up. Oh God, God forbid. Well, that's funny. That's funny. 
that's that's really funny. Um, okay, uh, here's an interesting one. Vikings getting two points going to Detroit. Vikings are ten and two, one of the best teams in the NFL. Going to the Detroit Lions, who are notoriously terrible, but have been playing very very well. And the the Lions are actually favored at home by two. I actually like the Lions in this game. The Lions are actually a pretty right now being healthy are are a good team. They they should have beat the Bills and they had were on this heck of a streak. Um, just their defense is I'll, terrible. Their will, offense is good. Their defense is terrible. That's true. Um, I will take the Vikings just because the the lack of respect is insane. I can't believe a ten and two team is an underdog. Um, here is a very interesting stat that I saw today that I was, there are so many fascinating Wait, this Kirk game's Cousins not stats. at night, right? What's that? This game's not at night, is it? No, no, no. It's okay. a, it's a one o'clock game, but right, the, good. this is, this is a fascinating Kirk Cousins stat. And there, there are very many fascinating Kirk Cousins stats. Kirk Cousins going against the worst ranked defense in the NFL, which the lions are. What do you think his record is against going against the worst ranked defenses in the NFL? Are you when when you when you say worst right? You're you're just saying the bottom three teams or like what? No, the the worst the the statistically worst ranked defense in the NFL in terms of yardage and points allowed. Um, is it always the Lions or is it like how is this? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't. It did. It did, did. I don't think it's always the Lions. He has faced the statistical worst defense gotcha. in the league three times. Okay, and how has he done? I'm going to say poorly. What do you think his record is in those games? Oh. One and two. He is 0 and 3 <laughs> against this. He is 0 and 3 against the worst ranked defenses in the NFL. And the yeah. Lions are the worst ranked defense in the NFL statistically. So I don't know. We'll see if uh, we'll see if he bucks the trend. I, Kirk I, Cousins is a fascinating, fascinating quarterback to me. I wouldn't actually be putting any money on this one. Honestly, this is like coming in. I would have. I love the idea of the Lions in this game, thinking they'd be getting three or four points, and then finding out their favorite. I'm like, oh, I can't bet on that. But so I'll take them. Yeah, well, All right. I'll take the Vikings just to make just so we have something. Okay, uh, the New England Patriots go into Arizona on Monday night. They are getting a point and a half. The Patriots are six and six. They are terrible. Their offense is bad. The Cardinals are very, very bad. But Kyler Murray is playing. I believe he's uh, he's put down the Xbox controller and he is ready. He's been practicing this week. He should be playing. Um I kind of like the Cardinals just because I I know the Patriots have a really hard time with with running quarterbacks similar to to, to us, um, and I think the Cardinals could actually beat them. I think talent wise, they're around the same. They have about the same amount of talent on the team. I, but yeah, I'll, I'll take the Cardinals getting a point and a half at home. I think they can beat the Patriots. They could certainly beat the Patriots, but I I don't know. It it's weird, Bell like not believing in a Belichick team coaching wise because of his offensive team or whatever. But Cliff Kingsbury is so bad. He's in the conversation with Staley and Nate Hackett as worst coaches out there. Um, I just, I think, and I think the defense in Arizona is so bad. It's one of those things that will make Mac Jones look good. Um, He will, I think he'll have enough success against that terrible offense and I hope you're right, but I'll take the pit, the Pats getting points in Arizona. All right. Um, we are at time for our second segment. Before we go to break, I did want to let you know I looked up the ages. Tua is 24. Joe Burrow is 25. So not, not that when much of a difference birth- Yeah, in, but his birthday's age. coming up. 
So he'll be 26 soon, maybe. But anyway, all right, when we come back, we'll uh, handle our favorite part of the show, Fantasy Camp. So please stay tuned. And we are back. Um, so a bit of an interesting week in, uh, in Fantasy Camp, Rob. Why don't you go ahead and hit him with the drop? All right. So for those of you that are not familiar with the show, Fantasy Camp is a game that Rob and I like to play every week where we each draft a fantasy football team comprised entirely of Miami Dolphins skill players. um, And we've added a couple defensive players into the mix this year as well. Um, It's been a fun year because the offense has been really clicking uh, on all cylinders. Last week was, as I mentioned, it was kind of a weird game. So uh, I I definitely dominated you, but uh, I'll let you tell everybody what happened, Rob. I mean, what happens every time? The first three picks are always the same. The first person takes Hill, the next person takes Waddle, and whoever the leading rusher is. At first it was Edmonds, then it was Mostert, now it's Wilson. Um, so it's there's no skill to it, yet I end up with Waddle and Wilson the, the day they get one catch and one rush. <laughs> and you get... Then you end up with Hill and Sherfield uh, with the with your 211, 20 yards, two touchdowns, 10 catches between them. Um, yeah, so you destroyed me. You had Hill, Mostert, Sherfield, uh, sure and then you had Chubb and Xavier Howard, which meant you had a sack and an interception along with a good amount of tackles and, and tackles for losses and pass breakups. Scored fifty seven, which that's that most since you scored fifty eight in week two. So that's pretty that nice. That was the, the Ravens game, yeah. When everybody everybody had points in that one. I, <laughs> on the other hand, had Waddle one for nine, Wilson three yards rushing, Craycraft two for twenty nine. Then defensively, Roberts and Holland, which did give me they're actually my only scoring. I I literally had four points between that whole team my defensive guys got me 13 with 11 tackles and a tackle for loss between them 17 the second third worst oh man i did i put up 12 and a half and 12 in the weeks that 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 uh Tua didn't play so i suck at this game but uh, i feel won a like weeks. i feel like i've won four weeks to your eight weeks i've scored 363 fantasy points to your 445 i am going to crush you this week because i already know what the teams look like and my team is going to own yours i have the first pick and i will take tyreek hill well the great thing about fantasy camp is it's all miami dolphins players so we're happy no matter what i'm 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 happy when you win and your teams have big weeks honestly i never remember who's on our team when i'm watching the game and then like usually (laughs) like at halftime i'll look it up and i'll be like oh damn he had Sherfield. I thought I was sure I had Sherfield this week. <laughs> yeah, I'll go Hill. So the question is, obviously, Waddle's limpy. Mostert had more. Where are you going here? This is you're gonna take both running yeah. backs. You're gonna you're gonna take Waddle. What are you gonna do? You're gonna go Mostert. Uh, Wilson? Both running backs would be an interesting strategy. I'm actually gonna go. Um, I Waddle is full participant. I think uh, they're gonna try and get him the ball a lot. You know, I mean, he's. He he is open so much this, and he has been open so much this season because of all the attention that's going to to Hill and the other things that are going on in the offense and like 
single covering Waddle is just that worked out really for the most part for this season for most teams. So I think Waddle, yeah, I think Waddle has a bounce back game. I will take Waddle. Um, he was not in any of the prop bets, I guess, because of the injuries. So I, I, he was somebody that I was actually interested in and probably would have taken in the degenerate side of things uh, had he been on or in any of the prop bets. But uh, yeah, I will take Waddle and I'm going to go with Mostert. I think he also has a, a bounce back game. So I'm going to go Waddle Ooh. and Mostert here. Now, my do, two. do you think this this is a, fi- f- uh, a philosophical shift that Mostert is going to be the lead back or just or do you think that was a one... I guess so, because you're taking him over Wilson. What's your thought process there? Yeah, I just, I mean, I just like, he seems to be the one, like. More of a home run hitter. It's, yeah, he seems to be the guy that's, uh, I mean, I like Wilson a lot, although he has kind of cooled off in the last couple weeks. Um, But, uh, yeah, I just, Mostert seems like, uh, he's the guy. Like, I've said this all season, like, he's, if there is a true number one on this team, it's Raheem Mostert. I think Wilson is a very fine compliment to him. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Raheem Mostert. All right. This thing keeps trying to end on us. We're not going to let it. Um, (laughs) All right. So, by the way, you said the the two running backs would be interesting. It's interesting until you realize you're giving your opponent Hill and Waddle, and then it becomes a terrible idea (laughs) because it's over right there. All right. So I will take take, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., and I will take Sherfield. These are – we've basically now run out of the must-starts. Car- uh, the tr- the, the yeah. true must starts in fantasy camp. So we've we've reached a point now where River Craycraft is is more valuable than Mike Kosecki, um, which is unfortunate. So I, I will go ahead and take uh, River Craycraft, um, and you know I'm going to take Jerome Baker. He actually had a he had a he would have been a monster for us uh, if anybody had drafted him last week. So I think he'll be on the field a lot. Um, you know he well he's always on the field a lot on defense. So I'll take Jerome Baker. Should be a lot of tackles. Hopefully he makes a gets a pick or uh, a sack, something along those Fumble, lines. I'll take Jerome Baker. Scoop and score. Um, well, I will back up my prediction of us having a big lead and and then uh, setting the uh, setting the boys after him. I'm going to take Chubb and Phillips. I want all them sacky sacks and strip fumbles. Give them, give them, give them me. Good, good picks. I think. Yeah, I would like to see them both have have monster games. Um, I'm going to go with somebody we've never taken in this before. So Christian Wilkins um, talked about him earlier. He's just been a dominant force. Um, I think he has another big game on Sunday night football. Um, give me Christian Wilkins. I love that guy. That's a good. Your team is good, too. I like your team a they're, lot. They're all I dolphins. They, I hope they score yeah. a lot of points. Me, too. I hope your team does very, very well. Also, Thank I'm, you. I'm rooting for you. You're very kind. You're very kind. All right. Uh, how, so uh, you made it. Your uh, no fever dreams. I think we'll. No, I think I'm. I'm. I think I'm through to the other side. The worst of it, I believe, was nice. uh, to Tuesday. Well, the music's well, been, music's been trying to cue us out of here for a while. I kept dragging it out, making you go a little longer, even though you're sick. I say we wrap it up right here. Sounds good, Rob. Let's go, Dolphins. Big game on Sunday night. Ooh, we're gonna crush them. Two is better than Herbert. Let's go, go to Dolphins. Dolphins!